are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now listen to what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered. They answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so that you do throw us in the furnace, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us out of the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. You know, some of you think you've been through some fiery trials, but you've never been through one like this. Now, here's what I wanted to point out to you. He got three of the strongest men in the whole kingdom and threw them in there. Now, when he threw them in there, it killed the men that threw them in. He had heated the furnace so hot, seven times hotter than it had ever been heated. Verse 23, And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished. And rose up in haste, and spake, and said unto the counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said, True, O king. And he answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Now, that'll get your attention, won't it? He came near unto the furnace. And spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire, and the princes, the governors, the captains, the kings, counselors, being gathered together, saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was the hair of their head singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Now they came through the whole thing, not even the smell of fire on them. Now, that's the way we should go through the trials of life. You talk about the fiery trials. Sometimes there's people that they're always talking about being in a fiery trial. Well, you didn't have to hear them say that. You could tell it when they came through the door. You could smell the smoke. Their clothes burned off of them, their hair seems, and that's not the way we should end up going through a fiery trial. They came through it without even the smell of smoke on them. What happened there? Well, Nebuchadnezzar knew what happened. Look in verse 28. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him, and has changed the king's word, and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own. Now, see, he said this angel looked like the Son of God. Well, it was the angel of the Lord that was in that furnace. Now, you see, my angel probably looks similar to me. probably got a crew cut. <laughs> so, the angel of the Lord looked like the Son of God because his personal angel was in there with him. Now, as you follow this through into verse 29, it says, Therefore, I make a decree. Nebuchadnezzar made a decree that every nation, people, language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces. Their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Now I think that 
this is symbolic and is a type or prophetic of things that will happen in these last days. The reason I wanted to go through this completely is because we get a picture here of a conspiracy to get rid of the people that were righteous people here. They were in the kingdom, they were in the government, and they wanted to get rid of them. So they conspired to devise something that would cause these men to be killed and assassinated, so to speak, or done away with. But the whole thing backfired because they had supernatural intervention of angels, the angel of the Lord, in that furnace and supernaturally delivered them. Now, personally, I believe that this is symbolic in a type of the things that we'll see in our day, that there will be great manifestations of supernatural deliverance even in governments of the world and even in our own nation where there's conspiracies to put down one righteous man and raise up a wicked man in his place and tell lies and promote things against him. And I believe there will be supernatural intervention to stop it from happening and to change governments and change nations of the world. And I believe you'll see it. I believe you'll see it in the foreign lands. You'll see where that foreign governments will try to destroy the missionaries and different people that are there to promote the gospel. But because of supernatural manifestation of angels and delivering power, they'll not only be spared, but they'll be set in high places in government. And it'll change governments of the world because of the supernatural manifestation of God's power. Now see, these are some of the things that can happen when we begin to believe and pray and intercede for the nations of the world and believe God for the supernatural manifestation of angels to deliver from physical death and from harm and from all the things of conspiracy that would be brought against them. Now we have a similar story just a little further on here in Daniel the sixth chapter. It's almost a repeat of the same situation. Only the fact is that it is Daniel instead of the three Hebrew children. And I want you to notice that faith releases angels also. Faith in God can release angels. Now let's follow this here in the sixth chapter of Daniel. Let me read it here from the third verse. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents because of the excellent spirit that was in him and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Now, here's what we find, that Daniel was favored in the kingdom. Now, he was involved in the government there, just as the others were. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. <laughs> now, wouldn't that be good? If people started searching Washington to try to find something against some of our congressmen or some of our people in high places and could not find one thing against them, well, they would probably try to do as these men did. If they couldn't find somebody that they could bribe, they would try to do something about it and get him out of there. If you couldn't bribe him, let's get him out. You know, that's the way wicked people think. But now notice what happened here. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together the king and said unto the king, King Darius, 
live forever. All the presidents and the kingdoms and the governors and the princes and the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a raw statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Well, now you can see what they got in mind here because Daniel prayed three times a day to his God. And he's not going to let some political conspiracy stop that. So they made this decree. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it may not be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, nor altered. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, his window being opened, the chamber toward Jerusalem. He knelt upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks unto his God as he did aforetime. Well, you know what happened then. They get him and they bring him before the king. Verse 16, Then the king commanded, they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. Now you got the king on his side. <laughs> but now, what happened, they had conspired to do this, and the king had not thought of Daniel. He wouldn't have done it. He Actually, it says here he tried to get out of it. Tried to figure some way out of it. But he couldn't find any way out of it. He was locked into the thing. So he just simply had to do what he said because he had already signed the decree. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den. The king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace, passed the night with fasting, Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. In other words, he fasted and walked the floor all night. Then he came to the den of lions the next morning. And when he had come to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel, the king, and spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? And then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth, that they have not harmed me, for as much as before him his innocence was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. So here again, you see a supernatural manifestation, deliverance brought by an angel. Now, you notice that Daniel was not fretful. He was not concerned. He was not wrought. He was not pleading for mercy. He just simply trusted in his God. The angel delivered him. The king commanded. They brought those men who had accused Daniel. They cast them into the den of lions. And their children and their wives and the lions had the mastery of them and break all their bones in pieces. Ever they came to the bottom of the den. Now, you realize these were hungry lions. It wasn't because they didn't like Daniels that they didn't eat Daniel. <laughs> it was because the angel was there and shut the lion's mouth. Now, before I leave the broadcast today, I want to remind you that this is the last day for CD offer number 7240. It's two CDs entitled The Substance of Things for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. 
a total of $19. We talk about the fact that faith is a substance of things hoped for. If you had all the faith in the world, so to speak, but didn't have any hope, there would be nothing for faith to give substance to. Faith is the divine energy of God. It's resident in His Word. It gets inside you when you speak and proclaim and say what God said about you. The human spirit is like the film in a camera. The Polaroid camera is a good illustration because that film will develop quickly. Whatever it's exposed to, it imprints that image on that film. Now, when it comes out of the camera and goes... Well, you look at it and say, well, there's nothing there. But it is. It's a polarization of light. And see, David said, the entrance of the Word bringeth light. So when you confess and proclaim the Word of God, it's like exposing your spirit to the Word of God, similar to the way you expose the film in a camera. It imprints that image inside, and it will produce that image in you and in reality. It is the reality of it that brings the manifestation of it. So it's important to understand what Paul said in Romans 1. He said, The invisible things of God from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by things that are made. We use illustrations, several illustrations in this series to help you understand and get a handle on how to operate in the principle of God in the substance of things. That's offer number 7240, two CDs, for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. The toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area. Word is working on.